As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. MGP 355, I'm Kevin, with me this week. It's only Pab. Say hello, Pab. Hello. Uh, it's just me and him. Um, I'm going to take my hood off now. I, was, I had it on to warm up because we're, we're in our hotel room down in London. It's, it's been a confusing, complicated time. Let's try and explain why we, didn't a pod, why we didn't do a podcast this week, last week, and why it's just me and him this week. So, as most of you will be aware... Oh, and hello to those of you watching this as a video. I'm assuming I uploaded the video version as well. Um, but they've moved EGX. We've talked about it on the podcast before. EGX has moved both location and calendar position. And it's gone from being, what, second or third week of September? It's the last weekend, I think. September. Oh, has it been? Yeah. Up in Birmingham. It's now the week before Comic-Con in London in the same building as Comic-Con. So we are now back in our Premier Inn the Premier Inn that we checked out of five days ago. Yep. <laughs> We've both been talking, is it? We don't know if we're coming or going. It's um, it's very confusing. We came down to London last Friday for EGX. Yep. Which we'll get on to in a minute. Um, came home again on Sunday, and it is now Friday evening as we record this. We're back in London for Comic-Con. Which you've been into as well. So yeah. we can do a little bit of Comic-Con, but most of the Comic-Con chat will be next week because yeah. we're going to be in there over the weekend. Sheepdog's going to be joining us tomorrow. There's no Anna for Comic-Con. She was down with us for EGX, um, but she's got so much uni stuff on at the moment and couldn't justify two weekends back-to-back, whereas me and Pab are nerdy losers who... Uh, I don't even know why we decided to do both because we always do both, I think, is the reason we've we done both. We always have done, yeah. And, yeah. and now we've got... We can compare it now yeah, and make a decision about next year based on our experiences this weekend and last weekend. Yeah, and you can, you can enlighten me a little bit on this in, in a minute because yeah. I haven't been into Comic-Con yet. I only got down to London at about 6 o'clock today, didn't have time to head over there. But my big fear, because EGX last weekend was smaller than EGX has been previously and was in one of the halls that Comic-Con is usually in. So my big fear is that Comic-Con this weekend is going to be EGX 
with another hall that's got some comics in and there's not it will turn out that there wasn't actually a reason to come down for EGX last weekend and that will make me sad um uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised I will hey! say I will, you'll be pleasantly surprised I should hope so can I buy this hoodie in there again because yes. again this is a video exclusive this hoodie I bought at EGX last weekend it's a Persona one and it is so cool I've had like three people just today comment on my hoodie and my t-shirt and this hoodie you can buy these at Comic Con the this woman weekend. in the Lego shop said that's a cool, cool t-shirt isn't she and I almost went what about mine Yours isn't cool. Not mine, the guy, not cool. the guy in game. We were just in game buying our pop vinyl, and he said, "I like your shirt, and I like your hoodie, and I used to work at Five Guys because I was holding a Five Guys cup. Yeah. So we'd just been in and had our dinner. So he, we, me and him were basically what's known as triple threat, triple friends. Uh, me and the guy in game. So uh, yeah, it's uh, let's talk about EGX. Yes. Let's, let's get straight into it. Because not only have we got EGX to talk about, we've also got some games to talk about. Because oh, there's, yeah. been, there's been new games that have come out. Um, it's a shame we've not got Anna with us, because she's got a couple to talk about too, but she'll bring us up to speed specifically on... Is it Outer Worlds? Is Outer that what it's Worlds, called? Because yeah. there's another one called Outer Wild, isn't there? That's that on Game own. Pass as well. They're both sat there on Xbox Game Pass. Yes. And it confuses me no end. Um, but yeah, it's Outer Worlds that she's so excited about that she had an exam yesterday at uni. She came home from the exam, went to bed at 7 o'clock Thursday night, had an alarm set for midnight got up at midnight to play it on Xbox her Playstation version hadn't arrived yet really so she got up at midnight so she'd had me downloading it on the Xbox during the day got up at midnight to do an hour on Xbox then went back to uni this morning the PlayStation version arrived at about 10am today and I was given my instructions to install it and make sure the patch was downloaded and she's now sat at home playing the PlayStation part the bit that she's already played on the Xbox She's a crazy she, person. She does like to re-roll <laughs> quite a lot, though, doesn't she? Yeah, she, so she she'll, she'll probably have already played the, that started out with her probably two or three times. Oh, yeah, I imagine so. so. When I got up this morning, she said, I wasn't up too late, and I only spent 15 minutes on the character creator because it's because it's not my real save. 15 minutes? Yeah, that's I what I said. I 15 minutes! I wouldn't have bothered at all. If I, yeah, if I, was just, if I knew I was just doing an hour and then redoing it tomorrow, I'd have just kept it on the defaults and got into the game, but... I've seen that girl spend two or three hours on like the Fallout character creator before. She absolutely loves creating the character. And of course it is the Fallout people and she's already telling me about lots of little nods to Fallout that are in there. Something to do with dates coinciding or something. Oh, really? or something okay. along the lines of it being set exactly a hundred years after the bombs went off or something in Fallout New Vegas. I think yeah that's the one they made um, yeah so I think it's set exactly 100 years after the bombs fell in that or something or something happened I, I was only semi listening but she definitely said there was some cool little crossover content they've got is... far if, if, if they are trying to make that they aren't making it canonical if they have they've got far because there's, there's space exploration in that game <laughs> well I imagine it can't it, it can't be in a world where the bombs did fall because then there's not going to be any space exploration so perhaps it's, this it's, is, not, it's not part perhaps of it yeah perhaps this is what happened if the bombs didn't fall maybe 100 years later Possibly. I'm sure they'll have an explanation but there's a yeah apparently it does have a very very strong fallout feel to it and she's very much enjoying it so that's Outer Worlds but we were talking about EGX EGX down in London for the first time in what five years? Is that how long it was up in Birmingham? I bet it's not far off. Four or five. Yeah, I think I probably went to three or four at Earl's Court. And I feel like I've been to it more in Birmingham than I did at Earl's Court. And yeah. then 
now it's back in London again, which I'm all for it being back in London. Talk venue-wise, initially, I love the XL as a venue. For me, it's perfectly positioned. Um, I can drive down straight into the car park in like two hours. We picked, we drove Sheepdog down last weekend, and we picked him up from work at four thirty, and we were pulling into the car park here at like twenty past six. It's um, it's really easy to get to. Today I've come down on the train and done it in less than an hour and a half. Um, it's a perfect location for me. Plus it's really good transport links with the rest of London. And it feels more like a place again. Because one of the things I always loved about Earl's Court was you felt like you were taking over that part of London when it was at Earl's Court. You'd walk around yeah. the streets and there'd just be up. nerds everywhere. And it was just, it was like the sort of buzzing atmosphere you get when you're at a football match or something. You feel like you're part of a happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas at, at the NEC, if you went to the other side of the NEC, you weren't at AGX anymore because you were at a place in the sun live or yeah. what, you know, and it was very easy to fall out of the magic of the event. And I was hoping we'd get... I think we did probably get a little bit more buzz. But I do think that the event maybe got a little bit lost in the XL. Because the XL is such a big place. Yeah, yeah. And it it only had one little hall. It felt a lot smaller than it has. I think it... And I would need... I'd need a, a person with a, a measuring device to actually confirm this. Because I said at the time on the vlog we did last weekend, it could just be because it was in a big square room, so it felt smaller because you could see everything. But it's the first ejects I've ever been to where you could see everything. You could stand at the door and you could see the other side and you could see everything in between. And it felt like the smallest ejects I've ever been to. I don't know if it actually was because Earl's Court was a bit weird because it was funny-shaped rooms and bit upstairs, bit downstairs and stuff sectioned off. So it might be that it isn't any smaller than it was the last time it was in London but it certainly feels smaller than the last couple in Birmingham yeah I'd, I'd agree with that it feels it felt like I really didn't I think it's I think it is a convention centre the XL we're so accustomed to this big sprawling yeah. thing of Comic Con which takes over the entire site and well, outside, yeah. and has that buzz. Comic-Con is exactly what I'm describing EGX used yeah. to be. You get the buzz. I mean, even now, when we were getting our burgers for tea, that was full of people who'd mm. clearly been to Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get off the tube, there's people coming with bags of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I was like, you've come from you've come uh, from Comic-Con immediately. You know where they've come yeah. from. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get that last weekend at EGX. It was... There was just as many people there for Kidtropolis Live, is that what it was called? The kids' event yeah, that was, was in that the hall opposite. There? Yeah, no. that was. they actually had some good stuff in there. They had Mega Drives in there and stuff, because I had a little look through the door. They had some gaming stuff in there. Wow. But we weren't allowed to use that because we're not children. Um, but So what? it did feel a little bit smaller. It certainly didn't take long to get around, um, because, again, it was, because it was just one big box of a hall. It was one gangway down the middle with little bits branching off of it yeah. so there was no weaving in and out and mazing around and you know getting lost in there you literally walked down the middle and you could look left and right as you went and see everything pretty much yeah you'd perhaps it perhaps be much. two things deep so you'd maybe have two rows of indie games or there was like the i don't know you might have the the two different PC manufacturers or two different games to yeah, play yeah. but you could still see everything that was back there so if you look oh that's just that's that's um, 
PC specialist or whatever it might be. I don't need to go and look at custom PCs. I'm not even going to bother going down that bit. So I think that made it feel smaller and quicker to get around because you didn't have to wind around it and get lost. And it was never busy enough to kind of be pushed along with the flow of people. Mm. It was a big, wide gangway and you could always walk down it freely. And we, because um, I was at the Football Manager Capture event last Saturday, and when we went in on the Saturday morning, we got there at, what, 10am, I think, roughly? It just gone here, yeah. Much, yeah. yeah. And I left at 11.15, left Anna in the queue for Luigi's Mansion 3, and I felt like I'd seen everything. I hadn't done anything, I hadn't played anything, but I'd seen everything in an hour. But I said, I came on the Friday night, <coughs> and I, mm. you, you guys arrived, and I'd been in the show, and I said... Don't get your hopes up because I did the same thing. I went around the entire show in the, in about an hour and a half that I did, and I did. Mm. And I walked around multiple times, going, "What am I going to? What's my Sunday morning get to the show and queue for?" Thing, mm. and I didn't know. And that does lead into the big criticism that I have. I, I've been quite vocal about my criticism, but we mocked it a little bit on the last podcast we did. Um, and this is where I do start to wonder. As time goes on, I don't think it's just me getting old. It could be just me getting old. But I do start to feel like the more EGX goes on, the less it's an event that's targeted at me. And by and I don't I'm not sitting here saying these events should be targeted at me, but when I say targeted at me, I mean someone who is a proper nerd, deep into this stuff, goes goes to every event buys every game I don't necessarily play every game but if there's a big game that comes out you know it's going to end up in my house whether I play it or not I'm going to see it because Anna will be playing it so we get every game we go to every event you know and then then you go to somewhere like EGX and like you're saying well what am I going to queue for just I wish we had the maps for that we've only got the Comic Con program here but thinking back to what was there and the big stuff the big AAA stuff one of the biggest areas was the Borderlands 3 area, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a game that's yeah. been out a month, and we already have, so I don't need to queue for that. And they did have a big sign for the DLC, and I, I said to Anna at the time, now if that DLC was playable here, that would be a reason to queue. It wasn't. It was just the base version of the game, and I don't need to queue up to play a game that came out a month ago. I can see why they want to push it to people who are going to a gaming event, because they can sell more copies of it, but I feel like the whole thing has shifted more towards what can we have here to make people buy it on the way out rather than what can we have to show off and get people excited about for the future. We did go to the Cyberpunk 2077 live gameplay thing. We didn't get to play it ourselves, but we got to watch someone else play it for what, okay, an hour I, or so. I appreciated that rather than just giving us a video mm. because it, there was parts of it where it did bug out a bit where he's trying to change, yeah. the, char- change the character <laughs> he was trying to, and it didn't work and he kind of went, they, they, all, they both kind of looked at each other and went, <laughs> oh. So you can tell it was an actual thing that yeah. we were playing, which I appreciate that more than just, just sit in front of this and watch this for 45 mm. minutes. got to say I was a little bit disappointed with it. It's, it's um, I, See, I, I got more intrigued. Yeah, like, I, I think I was hoping for The Witcher with a cyberpunk skin, and I came out of that thinking, oh no, it's a shooter with an RPG element. It's that, another one of them. That's the thing. I don't, I don't know whether it is. I honestly don't. Be, I fell asleep at one point, and it's because there was a twenty-minute gunfight followed by a boss well, battle. That, there was a bo- there was a boss battle with a gunfight. Yes, but 
there was also a huge part where it, where you were playing the hacker guy, where you were stealthing around, just just oh taking yeah, the, over stuff and the RPG stuff looked that awesome. looked really cool. And the way you could like, if you wanted to, you, you you if you had the strength abilities, you could just bust that door open that needed busting open mm. instead of, instead of having to go all the way around the thing. You could just go straight in the side door if you got the strength to to break it. There open. was definitely some cool that elements of cool it, but I don't know if it's just again whether they're targeting the market that they know is more likely to be EGX, because I do, like I say, feel more and more like EGX isn't aimed at me, it's aimed at more of your mainstream, likes games a bit, might want to buy a game this weekend kind of person. I think that's the market they're aiming for, and I guess that sort of Call of Duty market might be a bit more willing to have a look at Borderlands because it's a shooter, oh, I might buy that. And if you're trying to sell them Cyberpunk, lean on the stuff that you know they enjoy, the shooting elements. But for me... I don't need to see 20 minutes of shooting followed by a boss battle. All that does to me is think, right, well, you had 40 minutes or 45 minutes to show me what this game can do, and you spent half that time firing guns. That, to me, feels like it's going to be a, a game that heavily relies on firing guns. I think it, I think it's a good chunk of it will. Not interesting. I don't think that, that's not necessarily for you, then. But no. It, Which is a shame, because I was excited about that game. The world, the world and everything... Intrigues me, mm. and I don't mind. Oh, shooters. I don't mind shooters, so I've still got my wristband on for it a week on. I still don't know. Cyberpunk wristband. Well, that, that is at Comic Con again, isn't it? So that is we could go and watch that same day. If you are at Comic Con this it weekend, the same you demo. could go and watch that same yeah. that same gameplay segment and judge for yourselves and let us know down in the comments or on the iTunes reviews or on Twitter or wherever else it would be what you think of Cyberpunk. But that was another one of the big headline things. So the two headlines we've talked about so far, we've got Borderlands, which is already out, and Cyberpunk, which wasn't playable. Um, there's a theme to this. Um, they had Avengers, which isn't out yet. Out next year, yeah. But the queue for that, because it was the only big playable thing that wasn't already oh. out... Doom was there as well. The new Doom's there, that's there next year as well. I'd actually forgotten that exists, but, but the Avengers queue was so long all weekend that we never yeah. even joined it, did we? Um, I, I think with Avengers, it's a game that I know I'm going to get just because, I mean, look at yeah. the shirt I'm wearing, video people. I'm obviously going to get the Avengers game, even if it's rubbish. I've got WWE 2K20 at home, even though I knew it was rubbish, because it's something I'm interested in, so I'm going to get the game. So there was no reason to sell Avengers to me. And it was nice to see that it was there. They had some nice merch to give away. They gave us a little poster and a... Lanyard, yeah. A lanyard, yeah. yeah. Cost, got some lanyards last weekend. And... Um, I mean, it was fine. We didn't get to play it, but I like the fact that it was there and the queue was always busy, so I guess it was a very popular thing. But um, I'm trying to think of anything else that was playable. They had the League of Legends card game, the name of which I can't remember. Legends of Runa, Runaterra? Was Something it? Something like that, that. yeah. I um, didn't mind that. No, I enjoyed that. I, I like. I said Sheepdog sat there between me sat and him. Didn't play the thing. It was brilliant. He just he, sat there on his I phone. I looked over it and he was into PayPal trying to buy stuff. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's trying to, he's yeah. trying to buy packs Sheepdog of cards is online. insane. Anna didn't really. Anna doesn't really play stuff like this, so she didn't really get it. But I think we. I enjoy. I yeah, I, mean, I enjoy stuff like Hearthstone. I liked the Elder Scrolls card game. I like Gwent on The Witcher. Mm. I like a card game. So I came out of that thinking. I mean, and Sheepdog did sum it up, even though he didn't really play it. It was like every card game I've ever played. And it kind of was. But to me, that's fine, because I like that kind of thing. And I said to him, I could easily I could easily spend an entire evening playing it and not get bored. But at the same time, 
I don't think I'd ever be desperate to go back and play a second evening on it. If it was there and it's all I had to do, it would keep me amused. But I don't think I would get super into it. And obviously you get the same issue you run into on stuff like Hearthstone, where if you want to go and play that online, then you can't just do the free-to-play and play it all evening and have a good time because you're going to get absolutely battered. You need to throw some money at it and get some decent cards, presumably, to be able to actually compete at it so that's that's where it starts to hook you in and they always have that pay to win element to these kind of things but um it it was it was fine as card games go and it was the most confusing big big game that i've ever seen at a convention because a i wouldn't consider it a big game but they clearly considered themselves a big game because they had one of the largest footprints on the entire show floor biggest biggest um yeah biggest they had so many pcs they had a photo area on the way in they had the longest most elaborate queuing system ever and then they had about half a dozen people stood out in the big gangway, beg, literally begging people to come in and play because everyone was just walking past and nobody cared. We got pretty much physically dragged in and begged to go and play the game, well, I bribed said, with freebies. I said, I'm going to go have a go on this because there's some free stuff. <laughs> and they, they, they all kind of jumped on, on yeah. that fact that I was going in and you guys got roped into it as yeah. well. And it was like, right, we're going But they in. dragged us through, walked us through this long queuing system. There's nobody queuing. Um, and put us straight on some PCs, four PCs in a row, just sat there ready to be used. Yeah. So, and this was, I mean, this was like lunchtime. It, um, was, it was just before the, 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 the general election. Oh, okay, so it wasn't... It, it was wasn't, about 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, so it might have got a little busier, maybe. It was just, I was just thinking it, it was just after general entry. Because I, I thought about it when you left on the Saturday. I thought, I'll go on that after I've queued for Pokemon. Yeah. And then when I went back there, the queue was massive. Oh, okay. So the queue was massive after General Entry came in. I'll, co- I'll cut him a little bit of slack then. I'm perhaps being overly harsh. Because I, I, in my head, it happened after General Entry and it was pathetic that they had no one no, interested. No, no, it was just before. That's okay. why I went on it then. Because- I'll let him off. Because I guess if you're in there on early access, that's when you go and join the Avengers queue yeah. and you go and join the Call of Duty queue and the Doom queue and whatever else yeah. might be there. Yeah. Um, was there a Call of Duty game there? Yeah, yeah, it was in the PlayStation one. It'll probably still be there. Yeah, over there, no. Not interested at all. PlayStation were there. They had a big presence, as did Nintendo. Um, I don't feel that PlayStation had much in the way of new stuff. Final they Fantasy. had Final Fantasy was playable for the first time in the UK. Sheepdog did play it, didn't he? He did. Came he... away having had a lovely time. Yeah, after struggling getting a sword on. Yeah, he sword. had a picture taken and everything. Which, if you check Sheepdog's Twitter, you'll see a picture of him holding a big Final Fantasy sword. So he had a lovely time. Um, neither of us played it though, so we can't. I mean, we're not Final Fantasy people no. anyway. But Sheepdog was was very glowing in his praise. I'm sure he'll tell you all about it on next week's podcast. Yeah. Um, they had Dreams there, which is always there. They had various little the, games sort the, of scattered the around. Stuff was interesting. Sheepdog went over here and went, "Look at these games here. Look at these." And then I went, "They're made in that Dreams game, Sheepdog." He was like, "All oh, right, I'm actually quite impressed." Now I thought they were just some nonsense <laughs> stuff, was, but someone's made these games, and they were they were. I mean. A lot of them were kind of basic games, but they're made within a game. Mm. and It's a clever idea. It is. But um, it's, it feels like the new version of um, Gang Beasts, in so much as it's been at every event I've been to for the last three years at this point. It's just always there and feels like well, they're pushing the it really hard and still no one really it's cares. It's effectively a game engine. Yeah. They, they can constantly keep wheeling it out and going, look at what people are making. But I just feel like the only place I ever hear of it is at 
a convention. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never hear it get mentioned on Twitter or in general yeah. conversation. I don't know anyone who's actually playing it, but every convention it's there. It would be interesting to see if anyone actually does. I don't know if it's even possible to release a game yeah. from Dream, from Made I don't in know. Dreams. I don't know if it is. Because I've seen it at six or seven events now, yeah. never been interested enough to try it, and never gone away and looked into it in I'm any all, way. I'm always intrigued, and I'll, I'll watch something, if someone's doing something on it, and I go, well, that looks interesting, but that is about it. I won't I won't delve into go and play it, or want to do it myself. Mm. But there is always, they always have a minor interest in, interest in seeing what people are creating in that world. Um, what else did they have there? Nintendo had a huge section. Nintendo, for me, was the... the the big, not the big winner, but they, they had a lot of stuff that was there. The longer they had, the, they had this big LED screen, and um, it was quite powerful because they had a an image on it that was rotating through all the different stuff that is available to play on the Switch at this point, with a tagline of like thousands of games and stuff like that. And the lineup on the Switch now, goodness me, it is worlds apart from the Wii U. It is. It, yeah. They have got a lineup of games. I mean, I've been banging the Switch drum for a year now, talking about how it's my favourite console ever. It just goes from strength to strength, and they had so much playable stuff there, and so much stuff on their lineup coming out re- imminently because it's there at EGX. They had um, the new Pokemon games, they had Luigi's Mansion, they had the Mario and Sonic Olympic yes. games, they had um, the new Ring Fit Adventures was yes. there. And I feel like there was some more there was, stuff. There was that Overwatch I'm... tournaments going on there for a Switch that had just come out recently. Mm. There was the, well, they had the usual Mario Maker stuff and all Smash that stuff there. there. Yeah. Smash Brothers, the the whole. If you think about the lineup of games that's come out on the Switch this year, and then go back and realise that there was a lot of good stuff last year as well. Nintendo, uh, Nintendo are doing a sterling job at the moment, and I'm confused about why they're not at Comic Con. I thought that as well. Why they aren't there is beyond me. Unless. Because they were at Birmingham Comic Con earlier in the year, Nintendo. Yeah, I don't know why they're not there. Because I remember going to Birmingham Comic Con in like February, March time, whenever that is the first convention of the year, um, with the girls. And that was the first time we'd played... Um, I, don't know, I forget whether it was Mario Maker or New Super Mario Brothers... Um, but it was a 2D Mario game that we played in three-player co-op with me and the kids, and they had a fantastic time, and we loved it. And that was so. That was at a Birmingham Comic Con, and they're already here. They were in London for EGX last weekend. They just literally had to leave the leave the kit there. And Comic Con feels like a almost feels like a better fit for your Nintendo audience than EGX does because EGX like it's is been there in the past as well. Though. Yeah, I feel like it has been here before. So it seems odd that they'd take it away, unless unless there is literally that that whole unit they have and it's and it's it's allocated somewhere else. You know, and it could yeah. be for Europe. It could yeah, be, there it is. Could be in Germany. There is stuff I going know. on. I know there are events at various places because I know Big Potato Games, who are a company I work with, um, are. Um, They've been posting on Instagram all week, setting up their stand somewhere. I know they're not here. They're somewhere in Europe doing really? something. Okay. So um, there is other stuff going on this weekend, which, again, baffles me why they've squashed everything all into this one week. I know it's half-term week, but how critical is half-term to your typical EGX or Comic-Con audience? I don't I, I don't know. You don't see... Certainly at EGX, I don't remember seeing a lot of children there. I might be wrong there, but I don't remember seeing loads of kids. I feel like I saw more kids today than I would normally. Uh, maybe. Um, so, 
What else did they have at EGX? They had the usual selection of your usual suspects of indie games, the left field stuff, which is always interesting to have a little look, but I didn't play any of it. Um, they had the Premier League trophy there. Yes. I had my photo taken with, yeah. courtesy of Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola bus. I drank so much free Coke Zero last weekend that Anna actually tried to stop me from getting it at one point because I was drinking so much of it. Um, but I like a free beverage at these events and I love a Coke Zero and got to pose with the Premier League trophy, got to throw my cans in the bin and have the bin cheer. Yeah. There was the opportunity yeah. to kick a football into a bucket and win a football, which we didn't do. Even though the queue was never that big, we didn't do it. You know what? What? I don't think any co- there's any Coke Zero in Comic Con. I don't think there's anything. Where's that program? I honestly don't. Think, <laughs> I honestly don't think I saw any. What am I going to drink tomorrow? I'm going to have to buy beverages. Keep some more coconut water. Oh, don't talk to me. I tried coconut water for the first time. Well, we were just out in the Westfield shopping centre this evening, and um, I was I was buying these batteries specifically, and they had coconut water, so I bought some to just try it, and it's horrible. Don't get coconut water, kids. It's disgusting. Um, did you play anything else at EGX that, I haven't, so that we haven't talked I about? I played. I played Luigi's Mansion. So did Anna. Because, Tell me about because I literally Luigi's walked Mansion. up and I said, "How long's this queue, mate?" He went, "You'll be on over in twenty minutes." I went, "Sold." <laughs> twenty minutes is nothing for a Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very good. It was very much a Luigi's Mansion game. I, see what they did? I don't know why I didn't do it. Every single Nintendo booth for every game. They had a, the TV with the Switch on. Mm. And then next to it, Switch Lite, playing the oh, exact okay. same, playing the exact same game. So then there's one guy on each each stand telling them how to play the, what you know the demo yeah. works. Admittedly, I was rushing through it, and the guy kept looking at me, going, "Oh, you've done it, have you?" See that frustrated Anna. She, because by this point, I'd left her to it. I'd gone to Sports Interactive, and she sent me a text saying, "I don't want to come here anymore. I just want to play these games on my own on my sofa. I don't want someone standing over me telling me what to do while I'm playing it." Nintendo, leave her alone while she's playing. She doesn't want you standing there. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, I, <laughs> so I was playing on the little little Switch Lite. So I've not got my hands on one of them yet. I want to have a touch. It, it, it's great, right? Apart from the fact it was like you were connected to a brick, ah. logging it. So you're like, I can't tell, you know, light yeah. and weight. But it, it looked all right. It, it it felt it felt fine. And I was, it had me going. Hmm. I don't. I only ever. <laughs> I don't play this docked ever. No, I don't. But you don't need one because you already have. No, I know. I know. But um, I got me thinking, going, yeah, but it's smaller, better in a case, wasn't it? <laughs> better for travel. But yeah, it, it played exactly like Luigi's Mansion. The, there's the Guigi mechanic, which as you're going through like spikes and stuff, you can't go through it, and you kind of like transfer your mind to this Guigi, and you you kind of wander through the spikes, and you push the button and then you come back and there you go you're off again see I always like the idea of Luigi's Mansion and I enjoy the early bits and then as soon as you have to really start thinking I just stop I don't want to think I don't want to do proper puzzles there are puzzles there are kind of puzzle elements per se um, yeah but I'm it's, not into that it, it was good it was good it's out the Soon, end of the month isn't it? Yeah. 31st of I know Anna October. came away from that and pre-ordered it so yeah, she was suitably impressed um, um, did you ever go on Pokemon? I, I played Pokemon with Sheepdog we didn't need to we didn't need to play that demo no. yeah we queued for what the 10 minute demo it was, it was an hour long queue so I watched this demo being played over and over and over again <laughs> and I was like I kind of know what I'm going yeah. into now and they didn't I didn't Realistically, I wanted to. I don't know why. I, I kind of wanted. It got it in my head that I wanted to play Pokemon, 
I didn't need to. Yeah. I didn't need I know Sheepdog came away from it saying the main reason he queued up for it is because he wanted to he didn't want to actually play the demo, he just wanted to get into the menus and have a look at the Pokemon and the Pokedex and stuff. See, see, and he couldn't do any of that, could he? Him. You see, this is the thing with Sheepdog. He gets in there and he's talking to the guy. The guy has to be he's trying to tell him to hang like going, Go away, go away. And Sheepdog's talking to him, having a proper conversation, asking him about what's going on, everything, getting into the depths of the game. And a lot of people think the guy knew what was guy's just a <laughs> Nintendo guy, he's not a Pokemon guy. But yeah, it was yeah, it was fine. It, it was Pokemon. I will be getting it. Mm. So that's not going to be here at Comic Con. No, even though that is the most Comic Con game there is, Pokemon surely. It's playable at the Seems Nintendo not... Store. Yeah, which I which I have since read earlier on is no closing at six pm now because they can't they can't guarantee stock. It shuts. It, used, wow. it, it was shutting at. 10. Yeah, this is the Pokemon. What is it? The Pokemon, Pokemon Center is Pokemon that what it's called? Center in London. Which is over at the other Westfield, over the other side of London. We were planning to go to that last Friday night, but by the time we got here, the queue had been closed for like six hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is playable there, but the queues are so bad, and I imagine the queues are going to be even worse this it weekend because that it's Comic Con. People are queuing up at four a.m. to get in at ten, and they're not first in the line. And they're not—they're not, they're not inside the shop then because the shop then the shuts that are outside the front doors. That's that the insane. Shop cold. Should we go over there now and start queuing? We might as well do because you—you you still won't be first in the queue. I bet we could have saved a, saved a few quid on this hotel. Head over there, sleep rough outside the Pokemon Centre, and get in there first thing tomorrow. Buy ourselves a London Pikachu and a ten-pound keyring. There are multiple things now. You are limited to six items total. Wow. That—that that is the thing now. You are now limited to six items total, not including Nintendo products. Like. Nintendo based products or mm. Pokemon products six items total and I mean surely at some point they've got to think perhaps we'll keep this open another month oh perhaps, yeah you think so wouldn't perhaps, you? We'll, perhaps we'll just leave this here rather than because the only reason it's this crazy is because it's there for a month it's a pop up for a month isn't yeah, it yeah. and that's why it's going so nuts but surely if it's like this for the whole month and people like me and Sheepdog and little old Pab here yeah. who are sort of I mean I would describe us as semi-interested. Sheepdog's a proper Pokemon yeah, enthusiast, and he's not going to get to that store. So if you can be there for a month and it'll always be too busy for Sheepdog to get there, then that tells me maybe leave it open a little bit longer or do a permanent one somewhere because there's clearly demand for it in London, in the UK, for there to be a Pokemon shop. I don't really know why because I've had a look at it on the internet and they don't seem to have anything there that you can't buy from Smith's Toy Store or from Comic Con. It's just, it's a load of Gen 1 stuff. I don't know. And I actually don't know. But I, it, yeah, it's, it's basically all the Generation 1 stuff. Is it? Okay. Pretty much. There's, no, there's nothing there that you can't get here. I imagine we could walk down into the, the toy shops. So there's an entertainer like two floors below us now. We could go in there and probably buy half the stuff they've got over there. But I think it's just the novelty of it being a Pokemon centre. It's more, I think. And this is going to be... Kev does another old man speech. I think it's more to get the Instagram shot of yourself outside the Pokemon Centre than it is about going there because there's something there you really want to buy. I think it's more to be able to say, I went to the Pokemon Centre. You could do that anyway. You could stand outside and just take a picture. Yeah, well, that's what we'll do. We'll walk past now. I was there. and take a picture, yeah. We'll do that tomorrow. It's only an hour away from here. A two-hour round trip. We're heading into the centre of London tomorrow to buy jam. We might swing by there and have a little look. Maybe. See if we can get ourselves a Pokemon. Catch a special one. So, um, I'm trying to think, was there anything else we played at EGX last weekend? Um, 
I should have made some notes, really. But I, I haven't. I, I, like I say, I feel like the only things I play with... Oh, I played the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game. You, you, you said a lot of stuff there that I don't know what you mean. The Dragon Ball Z game, the new one. It's Dragon Ball Z, I think you mean. Or whatever you want to call it. I played that. Literally, there was there was a, someone walked off a stand as I was walking past it. I went, all right, okay. <laughs> I restarted the game, went to, went to desktop immediately, PlayStation. <laughs> like, no, in the game. Um... And it is just pretty much like a sim. It's kind of a fighting game. I was getting battered left and right. I was kind of getting used to it. I kind of like got my head around the, what the buttons were and everything, and then I got absolutely blitzed and I died. And I went, okay, that's fine. Nice. And it was, it, but it, it was very much a Dragon Ball Z game. I want the actual English um, English uh, audio rather than the Japanese. Audio. That would be preferable. Yes, yeah, so you don't speak Japanese. Yeah, you know, people course. people prefer subs rather than dubs, don't they? As they say. People say, anybody that, say people that. say that oh, a lot. Subs, subs before dubs. Oh. I don't know what people say. Oh, I hate the world. I prefer the, I prefer the, uh, the English audio. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Imagine the amount of people who shake my hand around Comic Con this weekend if I was wearing a shirt that said "Subs over dubs." Hey, Kev, you're so cool. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't watch anything Japanese apart from the wrestling, and there I have the English commentators. Yeah. Um, so that was that was EGX weekend. It was um, it was a fun weekend. I have to say, if they do it like this again next year, just based on how tired I am right now, I don't know if I'd do both next year. I feel the same. You're, I think you're right in saying I don't necessarily think this is for us anymore. Mm. I don't know. I said this to Anna last week. I said if you came here and you spending the entire day here and embraced it and went. Literally, on around every indie game, literally, it's a stool across one, stool yeah. down, sit down, watch it, play the game, play the game, and literally, you probably, you probably have a blast. But that's not what mm. we do. And I think it would be a great place for if you're kind of, you know you like games, but you're not, like, constantly on gaming Twitter and gaming Reddit, and you're not listening to podcasts, and you're not watching loads of stuff on YouTube. I think if you're, if you're a really hardcore, nerdy gamer... I think it's probably not the place for you. I think it's it's drifting more and more to being a mainstream event that they've deliberately moved a little bit closer to Christmas because the main goal is to sell as much of this stuff as they possibly can and increase sales for the likes of Borderlands and your big games like that, Call of Duty, FIFA, that kind of thing. Which is odd as to why there was no actual game stall there. The norm is like a game stall there to sell your games. Mm. And that wasn't there this year either. Well, that's because they are sponsored... They're not sponsored, but they're sponsored by Argos now, aren't they? So if you want to buy your games now, you have to get them That's from Argos. That's right, they did have an Argos Because they went through Game, and then Amazon, Amazon I think, for a couple there, of years, yeah. and now it's Argos. But Game, now, I think Game own Insomnia. Game are often at Insomnia. So I think, I think inso- having been to a couple of Insomnias in the last couple of years, I think that's a little bit closer to what EGX used to be. But me and Anna have had this conversation during the week um, and it's a conversation we've had for the last couple of years where we've said look we our convention year is very much changing shape we've lost Play Expo in Manchester we've lost EGX in September they've pushed it up to Comic Con and I, I don't know if I can do both because especially because it always coincides with the Football Manager launch so for me in the last eight days I've had EGX Comic Con and the Football Manager Capture event and all the editing in between. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 theorise for a moment that we drop EGX from the agenda. We have a big gaming shaped hole. We have 
nothing at all going on in August, and I'm thinking, Gamescom next year. Don't. <laughs> We've threatened it for so long, but it's an hour's flight into Cologne. It's. Uh, I would suggest Gamescom is probably I, no I more. Admit you're probably right. But it's probably no more expensive than going to EGX and Play Expo, like we always used to. Is there a premier in Cologne? We'll look into it, <laughs> but I think it probably makes sense to maybe shift priorities a little bit next year and look into Gamescom. It, it's, it's, you look at the fact that they've moved EG, EGX to the, into this this sort of window. Games are coming out. Mm. Umpteen games are coming out. That's we, the thing. We, we could have spent time at home playing games rather than going to the exactly. and not that, playing. That's games. the other thing. If we'd have gone to Gamescom, think of the content we'd have got out of it: videos, podcasts, at a time when there wasn't much going on. Whereas now, like you say, we could have done a really long podcast last week and this week and next week, just based on the games that are coming out without needing the conventions. Yeah. So um, yeah, watch this space. We might shuffle about how we do stuff next year. Um, I think Anna's certainly keen. I've I've been pushing for I, it for the last I couple like of years. We, we, the, it came up a few years ago because I immediately renewed my passport. <laughs> like, if we're doing this, I better yeah. start a passport. I think it was when I first went self-employed. I said, right, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this properly. We're going to everything. Let's book Gamescom. And then the realities of, okay, I'm far too skinned for that. Yeah. Uh, but now, if I'm removing EGX, because these weekends aren't cheap. When no. they, to come down to London two weekends in a row, all the transport and accommodation and just being in London is expensive. The fact oh, yeah. that we have to buy all our meals and stuff. These are expensive weekends and to do them back to back like this, goodness me, has this been an expensive week and it's not mm-hmm. even over yet. No. So I, I have to think it might not be that much more expensive to do Gamescom and have a nice little week in Germany or four days or whatever it is over there and go and do it properly. So we'll... Uh, Watch this space. We might that might have been our final EGX. Although part of me does think we're probably not the only people giving them this feedback, and they're probably going to have to decide as a company what their goal is and who they are targeting. Because if if they if they're going to hold their hands up and say, "Yeah, we're targeting the casual gamer," we're targeting the people who are going to be spending the money in the run up to Christmas. We want the the Call of Duty and FIFA meatheads, the group they, that we they always... don't want the people who buys everything on yeah. release, regardless of what you know. Exactly, because, because it, it, they don't make that, any money out of us. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been a, 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 a huge queue for Borderlands. Yeah, no one would. Everyone would, everyone would have been like us and going, "We've played it." Mm. Making making money out of us is a challenge because we've already spent our money. Mm-hmm. on the stuff that's there even the stuff that's not quite out yet Pokemon I've already got pre-ordered um, Luigi's Mansion is pre-ordered you know Avengers I know I'm going to get and I'm not going to get it from EGX that's for sure so it's yeah it's hard to make money that's out of funny. us I got I think at least twice in both things of the uh, Nintendo things I got asked if I'm going to pre-order the game Am I gonna? Am I? Am mm. I interested in pre-order? Am I, not am I interested in pre-order from them? But they wanted to. They wanted, They asked me. Am I gonna? Yeah. Based on the demo, would I buy this game? I guess they're collecting feedback on yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah, and I, 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 did, I did say probably. Mm. I said the, the guy at Pokemon said he, he said, but not based on this demo. I probably would be buying it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the demo doesn't sound like it added very much at all. No, um, but yes, watch this space for. What our plans are for EGX next year. You know me, I'll still go to Resd anyway, just because 
I love my, I love my morning at rest yeah. every year. <laughs> but I don't know if I'll do full EGX again. Or if I do, I might do it the way I did the Saturday this year. And if it's on the same weekend as a football manager capture event anyway, just come down early, do an hour, <laughs> and then not bother with the Sunday in the hotel. We'll see. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, but we have, I believe, got other gaming stuff to talk about because I think we've both we've both bought Ring Fit Adventure this week, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the big new release. Yes, I've not had a chance to play it yet because editing stuff all week. But I have walked in on Anna playing it and okay. was very amused yeah. because she sat there, or not sat there, stood there um, with this big ring in front of her steering wheel. Yeah, but bigger than a steer, like a tractor steering wheel, yeah. <laughs> um, held up vertically with a Joy-Con in the top. There was another Joy-Con strapped to her leg, yeah. and she was jogging on the spot. Was she doing the jogging? She was jogging on the spot, but also shaking this thing up and down in like arcs in front of her, yeah. firing yeah. stuff. You have like a so it's like she was running, but also shooting with this thing. Yeah, so it yeah, was, I can see that. It was interesting to watch. She really enjoyed it. It's basically, if you're not familiar with it, and this was a big thing that they were pushing on the Nintendo stand at EGX last week, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's basically the successor to Wii Fit, but obviously they can't call it Wii Fit because the Wii doesn't exist anymore, and it doesn't, with it being Nintendo, it's innovative. It's not a balance board. It's a, kind of a twist on the idea of fitness and gamified fitness, but done in a completely different way. And you've got this big, like a resistance band yeah. thing yeah. Um, that you can do various exercises with. It's all tracked through the two Joy-Cons. And I am reliably informed, even gentlemen of larger proportions can get this around their leg because I watched a video with Boogie2988 and he can get it around his leg. And if that big fat guy can get it around his leg, I'm confident I'll be able to have a go on it. Um, and it promises a 90-day fitness program that's all gamified with RPG elements and stuff it, in it. It is, it is bonkers, <laughs> the stuff you do on it. So, like you say, you do the jog on the spot, or you do silent mode, which as you, you, you don't jog, you do this, you just, you just lots of squat. <laughs> you do squats in, on the thing. And I went for that one, so I'm not bouncing around upstairs, just banging <laughs> on the floor everywhere. Just, so I'm just like, doing little squats, and, he, and it counts as a run. Yeah. And you run around, and you... You push the the band in to shoot air out, okay, and then you pull it out to like vacuum stuff in, okay, and then you put you you point it down and push it out, and you do a jump, you like it like boost you awesome. up, awesome. But then so you, so you like go around, it's like it's like Mario levels. You go you like like a little world, and you go to a level, you do that level, you move on to the next one, and you come across enemies, and then enemies you fight doing exercises. So you do exercises such as like you like put the band over your head and then squeeze it and it t- it shows you on your on the body like which muscles it's working okay. and, you, and the better you do it the more the more damage you do but like the enemies take probably at least two different exercises to do it so that's someone like chair chair raises or something like that so you sat in like the chair position <laughs> and you've got to like hold it and then do like it's like, okay. it's like a yoga move apparently and then there's like squats. Uh, leg raises and all sorts of things and you unlock different exercises the more games you mm. play and then every now and again it'll say do you want to check your heartbeat and you can do that you, you, you put your hand over the over the uh, Joy-Con put your thumb on the on the IR sensor and it measures your heartbeat seriously yeah 
and it says and it says like whether it's whether that is a good heartbeat. Is that have you measured that against your no, watch? No, I didn't. I, didn't I, don't, I don't check it on that. Ah, it doesn't, okay. doesn't. It saves battery. But uh, yeah, it's it's and it says like you uh, you've done enough today. Do you, have you had enough? Sort of thing. And you can carry on or you can stop. And I don't know if it counts. I don't because you can set like an alarm to go off on your on your switch to say it's time for your for your exercise. <laughs> you can set a date and time of it's like a calendar. That's awesome. What would be really awesome with that? And I know people there would be uproar if they did it, but it would certainly get me exercising. If it, if built into that alarm, it locked everything else on the switch until I've done my exercise. <laughs> yeah. That would be a brilliant way to get me to do like do you know, I mean even tight into like fifteen minutes a day. You opt into it. And you have to pay a fiver to take this off or something. Just make it slightly <laughs> difficult to do. But if you made it so I could only use my switch if I'd done a bit of exercise first, I'd have a six-pack by Christmas. It'd be genius. So there are also there's mini games in it, which are basic. I don't. I've not played the mini games. They've only been playing the main adventure. But apparently, the mini games have leaderboards. Ooh, I like a lead. I need to go home and play this immediately. So. There may be some competition going on. I will be on this with that. from Monday. I will be having my first go at it. Yeah, I, I intended this morning. I've done Wednesday and Thursday. I intended this morning to get up before we come out come out to the train station to do it. And I just I was like, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm not getting up at seven in the morning to do me squat. See, but if your switch had been locked all weekend, you would have done. Yeah, they brought me ring fit women. Carried on doing it to get me keep me keep me goals going. Yeah, but it, it is. It is pretty damn good. It, it made it made me want to do it. So I think playing mm. the game and moving through the levels. I don't know. Like I say, there's, there's apparently ninety days of. I don't know. If there's ninety days of the levels. I don't know how to do that, or whether there's just because there came a certain point where there was like I thought it, I did like the first world in like about fifteen to twenty minutes. Mm. The second, the, the, the first level, I think of the second world was thirty minutes alone. So I was like. <laughs> do, do I want to? So I moved. I did two levels and then I stopped. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do any more than that because mm. I, I feel like I've done it because it, it basically got through the first world. And it says, "There you go. You've done your day's stuff. Move on. You know, come back again tomorrow." So I did that, and then now I'm now I'm halfway through world two, and we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's, it's like, going to look like the rock by the end of these ninety days. Isn't like, it's yeah. just impressive. It says like this exercise does this muscle. This exercise does this muscle. This mm. exercise does whatever muscle then at the end of it it says right okay do your cool down now put the ring away do all your cool down you do all the different stretches and I was like I thought, oh okay second day it's going to be the same sort of thing again no it's that you're doing different cool down things because we've done different exercises okay. I've done different exercises so I was like no you're doing different cool downs to, to affect different muscles That's that you've worked it is, it is really really is very good I didn't do Wii Fit so is I don't this know. developed by Nintendo? Is uh, Nintendo yeah I think so yeah. I think so yeah they're so clever with their innovation aren't they? They're just was um, going back to EGX for a second. Did they have the new Doctor Kaboshima game there? No, the that's not out game. yet. That's not until next. That would have been fun. It? I used to love that on the DS. Yeah, yeah. But they're just. This is why the Switch is such a wonderful thing because not only does it have great games on it, but it just has crazy stuff like this that no one else even thinks of. They're making. It's just brilliant. Um, so that obviously is a new game that came out this week The Witcher on Switch I still haven't got a chance to play Switcher. on um, The Switcher yeah. I meant to bring it with me this weekend but it's still in Anna's Switch so my first go on that is a little delayed 
another new game that I'm slightly delayed playing, WWE 2K20. I have downloaded on my Xbox. We were just talking to the guy in game about it yeah. and how I'm kind of reluctant to play it because I'm hoping for a refund. I know PlayStation have started refunding people if they ask for it because it's such a broken mess. But I'm thinking, well, if if this was on Steam and you played it too much, they wouldn't refund me. So mm-hmm. I'm reluctant to start playing it in case they offer refunds because it was a £50 game that is absolutely utterly broken i don't know if you i don't know how you could have missed all of the little clips that have been on twitter this week if you haven't seen it that's been insane the amount of stuff yeah it is just utterly broken and i i mean i was never super into the wwe games anyway i always give them a little try and i always get a little bit frustrated with them i feel like it's one of those games where you have to really commit a lot of time to fighting games in general you really have to learn the controls and the special moves and stuff and it's not really any, something it's that like, I'm into it's not just like the gameplay though. have you seen the actual roster oh they look funny the roster so, look Randy Savage looks like an NPC from The Witcher well I heard that apparently because of basically it's all because the previous developer just basically left well no um, they, they got rid of him yeah well <laughs> um, but it got to like Christmas time and they had no game and WWE basically said well you're releasing one so this is built on PS2 era architecture because they didn't get the engine off of Ukes um, you think they just used the same engine as, as last year you well they apparently the they didn't thing? have access to it because that's Ukes' engine so they couldn't have the engine because they didn't have that developer. So the only engine they could get hold of to build on, because they didn't have time to build their own, is PS2 era. And wow. it's just wow. absolutely broken and doesn't work and looks ridiculous. And even st- not just like glitchy stuff, you have things like people's foot showing halfway through their boot and heads that are the wrong shape and just, bodies that the, don't make any sense there's like multiple characters have like, like multiple years of each of character sort of thing I mean the cover artist Becky Lynch yeah what where did you get this picture from where did you, <laughs> where, where did you take this from it's bon- and like they're wildly different mm. like there's like a 15 17 and now here and like they're wildly different you're like what have you done they've had to build it all from scratch in is. eight months Without any prior experience. So, it really, it's a game that... This is where there needs to be some kind of regulator. Microsoft, and I like the fact that Sony have taken their stance and said, yeah, you can have a refund. But I think Microsoft and Steam should be doing the same. And saying, yeah, you can all have your refunds, have your money back, and we're not publishing... Yeah, and just, yeah, I don't think it should be... It's not fit for sale. It's not playable. So, it shouldn't. They should. There shouldn't be little kids who are really into their WWE walking into That's game this weekend. Problem. It will still sell gangbusters yeah, because exactly. it's because it's a it's a, it's a WWE game, a new one. Yeah, it's just a cynical money grab, and it really leaves a sour taste in the mouth. And without wanting to get too off the topic of games and onto wrestling, this is not a good time for WWE to be leaving a sour taste in anybody's mouth when they are facing the competition they're currently facing and losing fans in their droves already. Stuff like this, for a long-time WWE fan such as myself, just makes me think you really, really don't care about your fans at all, do you? Because you just want the money. You want my 50 quid. And if you'd have... You'd have got that 50 quid anyway because I'd have bought 50 quid for shirts. 
you know that was money you were getting anyway but give me some give me a product I want take the rotten game back stop selling it to other people don't even give me a refund send me three t-shirts or something <laughs> you know I don't need the money back I just want a product that works or is fit for purpose something you'll like you see the story about the the, the big big collector's edition that they had yeah they weren't signing the stuff that the, was supposed the, to be signed it's supposed to be a signed edge picture or something like that. and now a lot of people are getting complaints that they're not signed yeah and the ridiculous thing is WWE haven't done anything about it 2K haven't done anything about it Edge himself edge has stuff. said I'm setting up a PO box just send them to me and I'll sign them and send them back to you <laughs> So the, I mean, and I know he's a millionaire well, and he can afford to do it, but he must have signed them at some point. Oh, sure, yeah, where exactly. They, where have they gone? I know on eBay, probably. but why is it on him to sort it? Yeah, why is none of the companies getting involved in sorting it? Obviously, for him, it's just a nice gesture. It's not going to cost him any time or any. I mean, a PO box isn't expensive. It's no big deal. He can do that and look like a hero for doing it. But he shouldn't have to because, no. like you say, there's a bunch somewhere that he's already signed. Presumably. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? If, if, if they say to him, the, 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 the special edition this year is a signed thing. Ed, you're right with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sign these. Okay, yeah. Where's that box of, box yeah. of signed guns? I don't know, just, just stick, the, <laughs> stick the regular ones in. I know. That is bonkers. But then, for, like I say, for, for it to not be the company that say, yeah, we've messed up. I mean, as much as we criticised Bethesda repeatedly for the bag incident, and Anna moaned about it for a long time, at least it was Bethesda who sent the new bags out. It wasn't It wasn't the, you know, Claptrap wasn't reaching out to people on Twitter and saying, go on then, I'll sort your bags out. The company did it, and oh, it really has left a sour taste in the mouth, and I've not even played the game. So I can't imagine being like a if like twelve year old Kev had got this as a kid. I'll tell you what, I'd have been gutted. If if it if it was if it was more stable, I would be more on board because I've seen that it's got a big head mode. <laughs> the big head mode looks quite funny, apart from the fact that it's janky as hell. Well, that's what shows you it was PS2 era because that's when they did big probably, heads before. Probably. It's just it's left in there. It's legacy code from the PS from like a SmackDown versus Raw from probably yeah twenty years ago or whatever it would have been. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's a disaster, so I've not played that. And I haven't really played a lot else this week, other than, of course, Football Manager 2020, which I can't believe we've got probably an hour into this podcast without me talking about. I am now able to talk about it. I am one of only 15 people in the world who has played it and is allowed to talk about it at the moment. And um, it's lovely. It's um, It's not... If you're looking for huge updates of features and stuff on it this year, this isn't that year. Um, they kind of go in cycles of every two years they'll have all the new features. Similar to iPhones. It's like you have the iPhone 11 and then you'll have the iPhone 11S and then you'll have the iPhone 12. So this is the S cycle. Yeah, this is, this is Football Manager 19S, basically, where... Just like with an iPhone 11s, you still pay full price for it. But a lot of people have been saying, "Why am I paying 40 quid for just a data update?" Couple of things to address there. Firstly, you shouldn't be paying 40 quid. You can pay 29 pound 69 using Kev's link at Two Game. Check my Twitter out. Um, so it's 30 quid, um, and it's not just a data update. But even if it was, it's a data update for a game. You'll get a thousand hours of entertainment out of. So that's worth it anyway, even if it was just a data update. But it's not, because the in-betweeny bits, the S editions, if you will, these are the ones where it's all about quality of life updates and 
make, making stuff make a little bit more sense. And so a couple of the big things that I've done, they've got a new thing called the Development Centre, where rather than having your under-23 team in one place and your under-18 team in another place and training in another place and your youth development directory over here, it's now kind of got all that together in one place with your loans. So you can now keep track of how young players in your club are developing through all these different staff members, through all these different routes, and it's all in one place and has one nice little summary screen and it's much easier to manage. And you can sort your youth team so they all have a little graph next to them so you can see how they're developing over time. And it's just a nice little thing where there's nothing new in there, but there's a lot of stuff that was in a lot of different places before, and now it's all together in one place. So that's really cool. And they also have... Probably the the nicest new feature, the most exciting new feature, is the club vision section that they've added in, um, where previously when you got a job, you basically got told by the board what you had to do this season and that was it. Under club vision, you're now working to a five-year plan and it's it's a negotiable five-year plan. So the save that I've started off with, with Posh, um, is they come in and say, right, it's... It's not negotiable. You must get into the championship within two years. But where you are at the end of your five-year plan, that's where negotiation comes in. So are you looking to become an established championship club? Are you looking to push on to the Premier League? And depending on what you do for that five-year plan objective, that then starts to affect budgetary things. And obviously you're then judged on your performance against those objectives that you achieve. Every month you get... uh, like a, a report where every your performance in all these different areas is graded. So you might get a C for transfers, but a B for money management, an A for youth development, and each match gets a grade, and it's all in this reporting thing. And it's much easier to track how you're performing at a club over time. And it's going to be really, really cool for super long-term saves. So that's a really cool new feature. Um, and then aside from that, it's just been a lot of tidying stuff up they've polished up the match engine a little bit they've now got dynamic pitch damage um, as a result of weather and things like that and wear and tear over time and you can see that in the graphics they've tweaked the goalkeepers a little bit to make them a little less useless and they've tweaked some of the animations that have just got a little bit more polished and a little bit smoother the stadium design is a little bit smoother and the whole um, arrangement of the screens and the the flow to get from match to match is a little bit smoother. They've got a new thing called selection advice, which rather than just doing quick pick or picking it completely yourself, you now have the middle ground where you can sort of half pick a team, but then chat to your different members of staff and say, I had a situation where my winger was injured and I got to speak to all my different members of staff and all like five of the six were saying one guy and Matty Everington, the only former winger in my staff was saying, no, Kev this is the winger that you want. He's, he's your guy. So I had different members of staff giving different advice, but explaining why they were choosing who they were choosing. So um, it might be because this guy needs match fitness or this guy needs, um, he's unhappy at the club or this guy works better with that guy. And it's, like I say, it's just lots of little quality of life tweaks. And I think the real noticeable difference will come five, ten years into a save it's not going to be a game that you pick up on day one and think wow this is so new and cool and different it's going to feel like slipping on a comfortable pair of old slippers on day one but I think on you know three months into the game I think you'll be getting more out of it than you were getting out of FM19 and of course for nerds like me who are going to get their thousand plus hours out of it regardless that is an awesome thing and I had a lot of fun with it 
cannot wait for the beta to come out. The beta should be out at some point in the next week and a half. Um, they they say two weeks prior to release. The release date is now set, um, as predicted by Kev, for the same day that Google Stadia is released on the 19th of November. Um, so the beta should be out by the 5th of November at the latest, because that's two weeks before. Um, I suggest, because that's a Tuesday, I have a feeling they might go before the weekend before and go like two and a half weeks before. I don't have any inside information there, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if this time next week we were all playing the beta. That would be my guess. It's also my hope because my content that I captured at the capture event runs out on Wednesday. So if I'm gonna, I need I need content for Friday. So perfect scenario for me is they release the beta on Thursday. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's all cross our fingers because then I can keep the daily content going. But yeah, if you were if you were on the fence about getting Football Manager this year, if you didn't get 19, absolutely definitely get 20. If you got 19 and adored it and got loads of value out of it, definitely get 20. Um, if you like to just get it when it's got something new and exciting happening, maybe this is the year you give it a miss. Um, apparently there's still more people who buy it every other year than every year anyway, according to the stats. There you go. I have a question. Oh. If you got if you own 19 now, yep. would there be a roster update for that game? No. So they don't did that, but obviously no. it's incentive for you to play to yeah. get the new one, isn't That's it? That's basically what this is yeah. in some ways. They do one at Christmas, so at the end of the January transfer window they put one out. And there's third-party ones you can get if you really want to carry yeah. on playing on the old game. But honestly, I can't understand the mentality of why anybody would want to do that. It's less than 30 quid. I've just We've just gone on about the WWE game that is a significant downgrade on last year and costs 50 quid. But people buy it every year. FIFA is 50 quid and people buy it every year. And it doesn't change very much. It's all to do with... Just, I, I see Football Manager, and this is how I try and explain it to people who moan about it not changing hugely from year on year. I just consider that I have a subscription to Football Manager and it costs me £30 a year to subscribe to Football Manager. So it's less than half the price of Amazon Prime. You know, it's significantly cheaper than Netflix or Spotify or all these other entertainment product, products that I... I subscribe to and pay out every month. I subscribe to too many of them. Um, but £30 a year, that's, what, £2.50 a month for, on average, 80 to 90 hours of entertainment a month for £2.50. It's it's the, the best value entertainment product there is. If you, if you will play and enjoy Football Manager, then you should just get it every year just to support the developer to make sure it carries on coming out. It's the only game they make people don't buy it they won't make it anymore and then we're all out of a job and I have to go and get a real job again and that'd be horrible I don't want a real job Pab don't no, make me, don't don't, make me have a real, real job, job. You don't, don't make me have job. a real job I don't want it I like playing games for a living um, have we played anything else then? I have played Witcher on Switch Switcher? Switcher I it's did good. play Switcher it's been alright it's been alright Anna, Anna came to me last week and went you played this. You played this uh, Switcher yet? And then she, she was like, "It's it's grim, isn't it?" And, and all she cares about is graphics. That compared, girl. compared to PC or well, of Pro course, if you compare it to them, it is. But just playing it on the handheld, it's fine. It, it, it Can you even of, notice on the handheld because it's such a small screen? Oh yeah, you, you, it, it, okay. it is. I mean, if you're looking for it, yes, of course you can. You can see it. It's the frame rate is not as good, but. I've played this game top to bottom on PC, <coughs> and it 
and it kind of is how I remember it. Awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? You remember it. You know, it's a game that I love. Mm. So I kind of it's just how I remember playing it. And like I say, if you do look hard enough at it, you can see the you can see. You know what I mean? It, it isn't. It definitely isn't the highest quality, but it is staggering that this game is on the Switch to begin with. It is. Yeah, it, it's pretty much remarkable. This game is on Switch and. I'm, I'm really I'm just enjoying going around there and I know I'm like okay I go to this guy okay yeah and I know where he's going he needs to go away I need this this, this and that and that and this and I know exactly what to do and yeah I've played it all before but that's because I've started this game so many times <laughs> I've played the starting hours of this game so many times it's but I want to get deeper I want to get deeper into it and play Gwent the on the again. toilet that's what you want Gwent on the I, toilet I avoid the, I avoid the Gwent how dare you? I just, Gwent's brilliant. Gwent, Gwent's the best thing about the it. The odd game is fine, but when it becomes a thing of like you have to you have to upgrade your deck by buying decks, buying cards from the from the vendors and stuff, I'm like I'm not interested in doing that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not, bu- I'm not building a whole deck in the game. I, I play the odd game, sure. But I spent most of the last week playing FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. All I do is buy cards to upgrade my deck. Yeah. It's my life now. Yeah, so now. That's why I can't afford to come to EGX and Comic Con in the same week, so I'm spending all my money on FIFA points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else have I played? Have you played Fortnite 2? Yes, I've been talked into downloading it and playing Chapter 2. And I played an evening of it. Oh, an evening. I played. I downloaded it, played about two games of it, and then stopped playing it and I got to this realisation overnight I was like I don't want to play this I cannot play this any game. I've got out once I don't want to go back in mm-hmm. I just cannot do it mm-hmm. I play I play Apex enough as it is to have another Battle Royale game on top of that as well I wouldn't have time to play anything else If I, and I, said, I said, to the, said to Rocco the guy I play with I said I cannot do this I honestly cannot I just can't justify it if I'm going to pick one I'm going to pick Apex because Apex plays better um, Poor and, old Fortnite. And I just, I, but that's the thing that I played it and I went, oh, it is, it is better. Than it was. <laughs> and then I just kind of, to, I kind of check myself and go, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot play Fortnite as well. That's another battle pass I've got to pay out for. Mm. And then they've got these things on Apex at the minute. The Halloween event started. Another hundred and eighty quid worth of. Uh, uh, cosmetics Goodness on top of it. Hundred and eighty quid to get everything. And have you bought and I, them all no, I haven't touched it yet. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm putting it off, I'm putting it off, I'm putting it off. I'm like, but I want the heirloom item. Of course you want the heirloom item. Of course you do. But to get the heirloom item, you've got to about all 24 boxes. which, which about, And then, then buy the heirloom itself, which you say will cost you about 150 to 180 quid. I'm Gaming's like, changed I, so much, hasn't it? It's a free-to-play game, that's how they, they make the money, but it's just, oh. I, I, You're going to do it, though, aren't you? No, what I'm thinking I'm just going to pick and choose what I want out of the, out of the items, because you can buy them individually mm. instead of buying the boxes of everything in them. So I think I might just. I think I bought. I've already bought one of the skins with the the in-game currency because I've earned it through playing the game. And I think I might buy one more, maybe, and then just forget the heirloom because obviously, realistically, if, it, if an, heirloom, an heirloom is like a special item that the character uses, like you know, like a, it's like a, for a melee a melee attack, you normally just punch them. But like Rafe has a daggers, and last time it was a Bloodhound had an axe, and then the, the medic class now has. Like drumsticks or something like that. Cause Chicken she, drumsticks, presumably. So, no, just I think it's regular. It's, 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 it's two two baton like sticks, like drumsticks. Now, if it was for a character I played, it'd be a whole different matter. But because I am, I don't really play any of them characters. It hasn't really bothered me. Hmm. I mean, obviously, last time I did bit the heirloom for for Bloodhound because it was cool. But 
I don't think I'd do it again. I honestly don't think I'll do it again. I don't think I will. Yeah, this this time next week, you'll be Say telling you all about how he's just dropped 180 quid. I, I, think, I just don't think I can justify <laughs> 180 quid. I, think I just cannot justify 180 quid for a game that I could I could quite easily drop because Fortnite gets good again. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's, the risk. It's so bonkers. And, and the amount of money I've put into it, into Fortnite... I looked. I looked when I re-downloaded it and installed. It, I went, "Have I got enough V bucks just to buy the, the battle pass again?" And I nearly did. Wow! I've nearly got enough V bucks still in the in the game. To uh, <laughs> I was like, "No, I haven't got enough, so it's not happening." Um, reasonable. But other than that, I finished Control. Excellent. I finished Control. I don't know if we talked about that. I don't think I did because it was. I don't remember. No, we didn't. We didn't talk about it because I didn't. We didn't get to a podcast. No, yeah, we didn't. Fin- I finished Control, and it is. One of the, it is one of my favourite games ever, and it's probably my favourite game of the year. Was it you who was wearing a t-shirt yeah. that on last week? I was going to say I've seen a t-shirt with this on yeah, recently, I've, and I don't think Anna would have one because no, she didn't like this game. No, I, I have a t-shirt with Control on it, and there's, there's a there's a moment in that game, the ashtray maze. You'll know what I'm talking about. It's just amazing. There's the sequence of the ashtray maze. But if if people haven't got this in the best moment of the year for games, it is it is amazing. So cool. You won't know what I mean, but if you if you played it, if you played it, and you've got to the Astro Maze, it's phenomenal. Excellent stuff. That's a lot. I think we're done then. That has been one of the longest podcasts we've done in a long time. Obviously, very much helped by the fact we had EGX to talk about. We've barely scratched the surface of Comic Con. We'll talk about that next week because then I'll have been, Cheap Dog will have been, and we'll all have something to say about that, I am sure. Um, but that's going to be where we're heading tomorrow. I don't know when you've seen slash heard this podcast. Um, because it all depends on whether or not I manage to get it edited and uploaded on hotel Wi-Fi. So if you're listening to this and it's Monday or Tuesday, I apologise. I tried my best and we didn't get it out in time. Um, but I'll do my very best. But we will wrap it up there. Um, I can't do a podcast outro on video because it confuses me. What do I say? Something about Twitter, MGUK Podcast. Or you can follow me at Lelujo. And I'm at Pub1986. Um, or you can also find us on Bebo. I think. Are we on Bebo? We must be on Bebo. Does it still exist? I don't even know what it is. We're on Friends Reunited. Find us on there individually. And then once you find all four of us, the podcast unlocks. We are charting in some country, and I can't remember what it was. I think it, it was somewhere like Ecuador, somewhere South American. We were like towards the top of the Spotify charts for games. So if you are in South America listening to this podcast, bonjour. Mm. That's what they say down there. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Excellent. See you next week, boys and girls. Bye-bye, folks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.